From the concert halls to the juke joints, from churches to festivals in the fields, welcome to another episode of Bill Street Caravan, celebrating the sounds of Memphis for more than 20 years. Heard around the globe on NPR Worldwide. Major funding for Bill Street Caravan is provided by the AutoZone Corporation and Memphis Tourism. Hi, I'm your co-host, Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Jared Boyd. This week on Bill Street Caravan, we have Grammy Award winner and Memphis music icon Kirk Whalem joining us. And it's a family affair as Kirk will be joined on stage later in the show by his talented nephews, Cortland and Cameron Whalem. That's all coming up right now on Bill Street Caravan. Hey, Pat. Hey, Jared. It's good to be back in the studio with you, my friend. Yep, summer break is over, and it's time to get back into that production mode. And this episode right here, right now, marks 24 years of bringing the sounds of Memphis to the airwaves. 24 years. I honestly can't believe it's been that long. Can't believe it. It's such an amazing achievement, and I think there are a lot of station directors and programming directors listening to the show right now at all of our incredible carriers and subscribers around the world, nodding their heads in agreement. A lot of public radio programming has come and gone in those 24 years. Styles have changed, trends have changed, but thanks to all the artists, labels, venues, volunteers, and community partners in this city, this little show out of Memphis endures. And there are so many people to thank for that. And many to remember, I'm specifically thinking about our original hosts, the Memphis Horns, Andrew Love and Wayne Jackson, and our beloved founder, Sid Selvage. And I think this episode actually marks a pretty personal milestone for you too, doesn't it, Pat? Oh, Jared, I didn't think you'd remember. Well, honestly, you're the new guy around here, so I really didn't expect you to even know. Well, please allow me to inform our audience that this very episode marks Pat Mitchell's 20th year as the host of Bill Street Caravan. 20 years, y'all! We have some really special things lined up for this program to commemorate that. Should I be scared? Absolutely. It's going to be so great. But right now, we have to get to the music. We have world-renowned jazz saxophonist Kirk Whalem about to take the stage at the Crosstown Theater in Memphis, Tennessee. 12 Grammy nominations and a win in 2011 for his song, It's What I Do. Kirk Whalem has performed and recorded with Aretha, Quincy Jones, Luther Vandross, The Winans, Al Green, Babyface, and Whitney Houston. There are very few sidemen in the history of recorded music with a resume like Kirk Whalem's. A global citizen in the truest sense, but Memphis is the place he calls home. His new album, Humanité, drops October 11th. You can order a copy from Amazon or at KirkWhalem.com. Be sure to stay tuned because right before the break, we get to sit down and catch up with Kirk. Here's Kirk Whalem live on Bill Street Caravan. We're here to have a good time.
road, we play this song. We talk about a place called Memphis. We talk about barbecue and stuff. We don't need to do that, so let's just play this song. Co-written by the great Gary Gowan and the great Earth David Porter. Check this out. Do you feel me? We don't always play this song. Do you feel me? If we come and you don't play it, right this check. Do you feel me? Yeah. I'm alone. Do you feel me? Nudge somebody and teach them this song.
You know my kids don't like it when I dance But my grandchildren love it And they dance with me So we might as well dance here tonight If you sit in your chair and you can't stand yourself to stand up and go I'm feeling real good And I think we need James Brown to help us out He said, we're gonna have a funky good time Uncle Kirk sitting here with you in in, uh, in a great place because uh, as I've been reminded, as I'm sure you know, you can't go a day without being reminded uh, you're, you're home, and, and we're always glad to have you home and, and glad to experience your leadership when you're here and, and your performances when you're here. Uh, how does it feel uh, when you're able to play to friends and family and fans and, and new friends in Memphis, Tennessee? It's always good to be home. Um, and yet there is that dichotomy, right? Like there's the warm embrace and the affirmation of being at home and like I could have the worst read in the world and they, which by the way tonight I don't have great reads tonight. It's like something happened like with the barometric pressure or something. I just went through eight reads and I'm still not happy. But, um, but that doesn't matter when you're at home because there's, it's not that. It's like they're feeling you, they're sharing the space with you and hearing you. But at the same time, it's a little nerve-wracking sometimes to be at home performing. So uh, there's there's always that tension between those two things, you know, but I love it. Outside of, of the stage, uh, when you think of Memphis, Tennessee, whether it be in the past or in the present, what are some of the, the places that, that make you feel most at home? Sure. Well, you know, home meant church for the longest time. You know, my dad being a pastor and and our world revolving around that little building and that little group of people. And I say little group, you know, it, it was one of the first, I guess what we would now call a mega church where you, you had a thousand members. That was a very big deal back in the 70s. So church always, you know, reminded me of home. Um, but I'll say to be in Crosstown is a pretty cool thing because growing up, I remember coming here to shop and to get school clothes. <laughs> 
And, and then when we moved here, moved back home, and we saw, man, the blight uh, here in Crosstown and in the general area, it was really discouraging. And I, in such a big sort of elephant in the room kind of way that, that Crosstown would be, you have bats flying through it, uh, Sears Crosstown, but now with this redemptive remake, what I would call it, uh, using the imagination to see, you know, what it looks like when the bottom line is not the bottom line. The bottom line now in this space is, are the arts moving forward? Because art fuels life. And is there social justice being lived out in the model? Um, you know, we talk about you can do well and do good at the same time. That was the thing at uh, once upon a time where people didn't want to do well if they weren't doing any good. But now it's like, oh, I just want to do well. I don't really care about who, you know, me buy up these companies and, and sell them off. So that ethos is, is alive and well in this space that we're sitting in. So yeah, to me, man, I, I just love being there. I love taking people through here. You sort of hit on, on a couple of things that connected a few dots for me. Uh, you talk about church being a, a place that is, is home for you. And on that stage, it felt like church. Uh, how do you minister in a position like that that isn't a designated religious space? When, and, and that actually gets to the heart of like, you know, what is a church? To sort of go to the backside of, of your question and say that but uh, at the core, we still have the answer to that question wrong. Like, what is a church? Oh, it's that building over there on the corner of Bellevue and whatever. The church is not a building. The church is a group of people. It's a living organism. And so in that sense, the church, quote unquote, can be anywhere. This is a space where we accentuate and celebrate the spiritual essence of humanity and say, this music is being played tonight specifically to to celebrate our spirituality and say I'm a Christian this person over here is Jewish that person's a Muslim that person's Buddhist this person is agnostic and there's not that tension that we kind of are around where we can't mention politics and can't mention religion well here we kind of mention all of that Speaking again of, of home and speaking of celebrations, uh, this night that we're listening to was the night that you shared the stage with your nephews. Can you tell me a bit about how that made you feel at home and how that made everyone else, I'm sure, in the room feel at home and, and how uh, that moment sort of resonated with you? Sure. So family is everything. All of our society and everything is really based on family. And so for me, that is also my reality and my work, that I come into this space having been motivated and inspired by my uncle who was Dean of Music at Morehouse. And then of course my brothers are both musically inclined, one's a pastor, one is a professional singer. But then now here's another generation of, of people with my last name. One is, is in musical theater, uh, Cortland, and then Cameron uh, with Bruno Mars and my son Kyle is now on the, on the Kelly Clarkson show. He's, you know, he was touring with her, but now it's like a, like a gig, like a job. They're in, in Hollywood with Kelly Clarkson. And then my other nephew, Kenneth, is a solo artist. And uh, Kenneth played with Maxwell. And he also played with, with Jay-Z and a lot of other great artists. Well, we want to talk about humanité. Uh, when we talk about Memphis, uh, you aren't just a Memphian, you're a global citizen. And this record speaks to the places that you've touched and the people that you've touched in far lands and the people who have exchanged their gifts with you. For me, to be from Memphis and then to go out into the world representing, you know, again, as far as I'm concerned, not all that well. I'm just trying my best to do my best. But with a lot of joy and a lot of gusto representing the incredible innovative spirit and many times innovative because it had to be out of necessity 
the improvising spirit, right? The one that said, well, okay, we don't have the best instrument, so what we're gonna do is uh, we're gonna do, we'll get a harmonica <laughs> or just other ways that they adapted and they, they paid the way for us to be able to do what I'm doing, to get on planes and to go and record in France and to be speaking French with the people and then record in you know, Nigeria and Kenya and Indonesia and Japan. And for me, humanité or humanity in, in English is, is that. It's about identifying and celebrating how vastly different we can be from country to country, culture to culture. But man, we're, we're all the same. We all need affirmation. We all need to be accepted. We all need encouragement. We all grieve. We all mess up. It's like that is the part that we were trying to get at with this new CD and with the documentary. And the filmmakers saw that, hey, wait a minute, that's the beloved community. That's who you're talking about. This is what humanity, this is what humanity is, beloved by God, vertical, right? And then with the challenge of loving each other, that we would be beloved by each other horizontally, to me, that is humanity. Here's more from Kirk Whalum live on Bill Street Caravan. tell if y'all ready, Lid. Because all I see is a spotlight. I know it's people out there, but I just want to hear the people. All right. Talk to and me and my girl was having problems. 
used to say it'll be okay Suggest little nice things that I should do And when I go home at night I lay my head down All I seem to think about is you And how you make me wanna leave the one I'm with Start a new relationship with you This is what you do Think about a ring and all the things that come along with you make me You make, you make me wanna leave the one I'm with Start a new relationship with you This is what you do Think about a ring and all the things that come along with it You make me, hey. you make me Now what's bad is you're the one that hooked us up Knowing it should have been you And what's sad is that I love her but I'm falling for you And what should I do? Should I tell my baby bye-bye? Or should I do exactly what I feel inside? I don't want to go, don't need to stay, but I really need to get it together. You make me want to leave Sing, hey. I know somebody know this song. This is what you do, yeah. All the things that come along with it, you make me. You make, you make me want to be the one I'm with. Start a new relationship with you. This is what you do. Think about a ring and all the things that come along with you. Make me, you make me. At this point, the situation I control. I never meant to hurt her, but I, I gotta let it And she may not understand it, but all of this is going on. I try. But the feeling's just too strong. Caravan has brought the sounds of Memphis to public radio airwaves for more than 20 years. And now you can see what we've been talking about. Check out our series of digital shorts through our website or go to iListenToMemphis.com. I Listen to Memphis is about Memphis music today, the people who make it, and the places and culture that fuel it. iListenToMemphis.com. AutoZone is proud to support Bill Street Caravan and many other arts organizations that strengthen the greater Memphis community. 
parts are just part of what we do. AutoZone.com. Bill Street Caravan is also supported by awards from Memphis Travel, Tennessee Arts Commission, Arts Memphis, and Tennessee Tourism. TennesseeVacation.com. The soundtrack of America was made in Tennessee. We're back, and for those of you just tuning in, we have Memphis music icon Kirk Whalen with us on the show today. Joining him on stage in the second half are his immensely talented nephews, Cameron and Cortland. Music fans will probably recognize Cameron through his work with Bruno Mars and Jesse J. Cortland is best known for his work with Wynton Marsalis, Jazz at Lincoln Center, and his work in musical theater. Stay tuned for a special feature during this half of the program as we will be recognizing Pat's remarkable milestone of 20 years as the host of Bill Street Caravan. I have no idea what you have in store. You really didn't have to do anything. Yeah, we kind of did. I mean, 20 years is a really big deal. And our listeners probably don't know your service to the local music and art scene began at least a decade before that. Not to mention your work with the Memphis Music Foundation. You're the executive director of the Stax Music Academy, one of the most amazing youth programs in the nation. Bill Street Caravan is actually just a tiny part of what you do, and we want to recognize you and give you, uh, you know, a few props, you know? Well, I am still nervous, and I'm also ready to get back to listening to Kirk Whalen blowing the roof off at the Crosstown Theater. Enough about me. Okay, all right then. Well, let's do it. Here's more from Kirk Whalen live on Bill Street Caravan. I see your summer groove on your summer groove.
Hey everybody, this is Darren Dorton, and I'm really thrilled to be back here at Bill Street Caravan today as we're celebrating 20 years of Pat Mitchell on Bill Street Caravan. I wanted to remember some of the highlights and lowlights of your career. <laughs> <laughs> we spent a lot of time together. We really did spend a lot of time together. You always challenged me to try something new, and um, I appreciate that. Well, good. That's good to know. Well, we met and started working together when Beale Street Caravan was formed. Was it 1995? 96. 90, 96. 
And we both had different roles. Actually, do you know what I was actually hired to do? No. To help Sid salvage with the paperwork. I see. That's really what I was hired to do. An assistant. <laughs> yes. Essentially. So, yeah, make sure those releases get signed. And that lasted, I think, for maybe six months. And then I moved somehow to marketing and, and communications on the Blues Foundation side. I started out as associate producer with Sid, so initially my role was just sort of logging tapes and, you know, taking notes and helping with the production. The show was on the air five years, maybe four or five years, then you and I started hosting. Does that seem about right? Yeah, it was two years of the horns, yep. which was completely crazy. Yeah. Um, and then in the middle of the second year of Joyce and Sam the Sham, they left the show. They said they weren't going to continue. And they had nowhere else they to They had turn. nowhere else to go. <laughs> <laughs> they said, hey, do you guys want to do this for a minute until we figure out what we're going to do? Yeah. We had a lot of good times going to blues festivals, obviously. And one of the highlights, I did want to mention this, was when we were at Syracuse. Uh, in, one of the best festivals ever. Towards the end of the night, I was back with Tommy Dills, the engineer, and I heard Kenny singing his uh, end of the his classic tune he always does, Blues Falling Down Like Rain. I love that song. And I was like, boy, somebody's singing there. It really doesn't sound right. What's going on? And I walk around the front of the stage, and there's your mug on the video screen. I guess he had called you up on stage. Really? No, I was standing on the side of the stage, and they had a mic in my hand, and I didn't oh. know it was hot. And I was not even really paying attention to the fact that the mic was there. It's working. I'm singing. Next thing I know, the mic is moving to my mouth, and I'm singing. <laughs> yes, yes. It was, it was quite pretty, the night, quite was, the night. It was pretty bad, too, I will say. But yeah, yeah. I shouldn't sing in public. No, but that was a great memory. It's funny to think back on 20 years because there was so much in the archives of Bill Street Caravan, there's so much music that is amazing. Performances from B.B. King and John Lee Hooker and Charles Brown, you know? I, and the other thing I was thinking about was when we were at B.B. King's yeah. and doing all the interviews on stage. Some of those were great fun. Some of them were complete disasters. Yeah. I mean... One comes to mind. There's this artist who, uh, you know, I appreciate and love as an artist, but he's not much of a talker. No. And so at the beginning of the show, we would have an interview with the artist in front of the live audience, and then we would have the performance. Well, some artists just like to perform. And so here we are doing this live interview in front of the audience, and I would ask a question and he could answer it in one word. Yes. And no. then my questions progressively got longer as I was trying That's to right. just pull something out of him. It was the most painful 30 minutes of my life. Because <laughs> uh, no matter what I asked, he could still go, yeah, that's true. That's right. My favorite performance from those days back then was Willie Foster Willie in the Foster. wheelchair. And there was a tune he did called Love Me that I just remember I would listen to it over and over and over again. It's so, so good. That was one of my favorites. And he was a real compelling interview, too. But there were some moments where great festivals that are no longer with us that you just can't find. There was such a plethora of festivals. Some of those places are still around, the Waterfront Blues Festival in Portland, the Mississippi Valley Blues Festival. And so I think of all the years that we were together, not only did we get to listen to all this great music, but the impact that you had on my life. So well, I thank, thank you, you friend, that, I that's thank you. good to know. And I just want to take this time to say, Pat, you uh, have done a great job with the show all these years. It's evolved 
tremendously from what it was back in the early 90s to what it is today. It's so good to see Beale Street Caravan is still alive and well today and it, everything you guys have done to move it forward. So kudos to you, congratulations on a great 20 years and I hope I can come back for maybe 30 and 40. Yeah, we'll be in our wheelchairs when you right. roll on in. <laughs> Thank you so much. Let's let Kirk Whalum take us out. You do the honors. Here's more from Kirk Whalum live on Bill Street Caravan. Cameron Whalum. Thank you so much. 
We're gonna take a break, we'll have a quick intermission. Don't stay too long, we're gonna be playing music if you're out too long, but I know you may need to stop by the little girl's room, the little boy's room. We'll be back with more music, all right? God bless you, thank you. T. Whalen Jr. Y'all gotta help me. Help us sing it.
July 7th, tell somebody, Jonathan Butler from South Africa, July 7th, first Sunday is right here. God bless you. Thank you. was Kirk Whalem featuring his nephews Cameron and Cortland live on Bill Street Caravan. For more info on Kirk and his new album Humanité, head over to KirkWhalem.com. And don't forget to take a look at his tour dates. Kirk tours all over the world. Chances are Kirk is coming to a theater in your area soon. And this is a live show you don't want to miss. Every Kirk Whalen performance is a blessing. And next time you're in Memphis, check out the listings at Crosstown. Despite all the touring, Kirk somehow maintains a strong local presence. I don't know how he does it. Special thanks to our supporters, AutoZone, Memphis Tourism, Arts Memphis, Tennessee Arts Commission, and Tennessee Tourism for their support in making Bill Street Caravan possible. We like to remind our listeners to please show your support for public broadcasting. You won't find programming like this anywhere else. You can find Bill Street Caravan on all the social media outlets. Do you love Memphis music? Tell us why and use the hashtag #IListenToMemphis. Go to our website at BillStreetCaravan.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter to find out where the caravan is going to be next. And you can always keep up with Bill Street Caravan via our podcast that's available through iTunes. We'll be back next week, so until then, I'm Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Jared Boyd. And you've been listening to the Sounds of Memphis on Beale Street Caravan. Mm -hmm.